Everybody's got thoughts, most have few, but we got lots. While we like to talk them through, we like to share them too, and we'll do so with you. Yeah, we've got thoughts, though they're deep, we are not, cause deep thoughts bring down everyone while shallow people just bring fun. Hello, beautiful people. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Deep Thoughts by Shallow People, our very first podcast. It's very exciting. There's a four of us sitting here on a Tuesday evening, just going to chat it up, talk about random topics, random things. you got Skip Brenny here. Megan. Sarah. Dean. Yes, so it's like a bunch of shares and Skip Brenny. <laughs> interesting. All right, so Skip, uh, <clears throat> a little bit about myself. I'm a homosexual, in case you can't tell by my voice. Um, I don't know the girls would look, laughing or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think that was odd. <clears throat> I that that's your first identifying characteristic. You like, know the tr- Here I am, world. I feel like that is like one of the things I'm most proudest of. Something that was such uh, an embarrassing thing is now something I'm proud of and that I'm not ashamed of. So, yep, I identify myself as gay, um, and I am being cut off because I talked too long. So 30 go. seconds. That's all we've got. All right. So I'm 26. <laughs> relatively new. I'm the newest to the cities. Three years. I live in downtown Minneapolis. Just recently got into a relationship and just having a fine time. And you're not a homosexual. I'm actually not a homosexual. Let's let's start there. Not <laughs> a homosexual. And gosh, neither am I. So, so far we are, we are 0 for 2 on the females, but um, I'm Sarah, 26, live in South Minneapolis with my fiance and his dog, who is a Yorkie. We don't need to talk about it. Um, And we recently got engaged, which is exciting. And I come from a big family, which is a lot of where my personality comes from. Being the youngest daughter in a large family caused me to be a princess. Do you? Hi, so I'm Dean. I come born and raised in Minnesota. I now live in uh, uptown Minneapolis. I've been here, do lots of traveling to get out of here every once in a while without going crazy, and come from a small family in southern Minnesota. I'm excited to venture down this path. Very nice, and we should probably, I don't want to put you on the spot, but since we're talking about homosexuality right (laughs) off the bat, do you care to? Oh, yes. I am a homosexual. Okay. I know that. Four. Wow. Don't you just feel freer now, Dean? Now that you've told everyone? I do. Everyone. It took 19 years, but. Mm -hmm. And for the four listeners out there, you know, that (laughs) is very validating for us. So, Dean, (laughs) now just to step back a moment. So, you said it took 19 years. So, are you 19 then, or? (laughs) No, I just do that number out there, Sarah. But thanks for calling out my phone. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Gosh, heart you lots. (laughs) Yes. 19 year old podcaster here with us tonight. So anyways, um, why don't we just get right into our first subject this evening. Let's and do it. I want to talk a little bit about this weekend. Um, I was folding my laundry, and Dean happened to be here. This is going to be a good story. And <laughs> he made comment as I was folding my whites that I happen to have a lot of white underwear. Okay. It was a little upsetting because I've also been told that I'm kind of vanilla when it comes to my <laughs> underwear selection. And I've gone underwear shopping with Dean as well, and I know that he actually really likes colorful underwear 
Like print. Well, let's clarify. I have one pair of pink underwear, one pair of blue, and the rest black. And then some white. But they're all Kelvins, and they're all boxer briefs, and they're all cute. I don't do white. Not for one second, not one pair. No. No. There's no. There's nothing about a white pair of underwear that's good looking. I mean, on a woman, but really on a man either. I Even, mean, I to be fair, I haven't seen you in this pair of white undies. Maybe. You've, so a man in a pair of white underwear, whether they are boxers, briefs, boxer briefs, thong. Nothing white is appropriate. <laughs> well, well, only if you're laying in, like, I picture it's like a Ralph Lauren. If you're in this, like, linen bed with the windows open and a breeze flying through on the beach, that I'm okay with. But I will say there, uh, in regards to underwear, I mean, a lot of people have underwear fetishes. And a lot of people would find that super, super hot. Well, yeah. I mean, that w- that's like the classic Calvin Klein model is the white boxer brief six-pack. But you've said you've gotten feedback on it before that you're very vanilla so well, i'm glad you said that because i thought you were gonna say i, I honest to god right there i thought you were gonna say <laughs> well but you said you've gotten fat <laughs> like, there's no way you could be the kelvin Klein, kelvin Klein six pack. no 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 so um <clears throat> well just that i'm i just really have white and black i have black underwear too that's it that's it well what kind are they uh, they are, oh, God, please don't say Hanes. Uh, words, they're Morona. Oh, for God's sakes, you're better than that. Okay. You are better than that, and you make more than all of us. Why are you buying Morona underwear? I don't think our income and my underwear is really... Are linked. <laughs> they're directly related. Underwear and income? Yes. Sure. So, how... When I got my last promotion, I decided I could afford Hanky Pankies. They're $18 a pair, and they are fabulous. Prior to that, I was Victoria's Secret 5 for 25 special. But here's the thing. I do not link it at all. I think color's good. I'm torn on pattern. I don't have a stance on pattern. I don't either. White never. And I want to get back to the thong comment that you had earlier. <clears throat> Women, sure. Go ahead. Get crazy <laughs> with a thong. There it will never come a point where I want to see a boyfriend or either of you. Nope. In a thong. Okay. No, but I will say... Especially a lubed-up stripper. Oh, gross. Oh, That's very but 80s. But very briefly, I dated a man who had a huge thing for thongs, and I had bought one white thong. Did he have a huge thing? Yes. <laughs> but he loved it. He loved it. Well, I've never worn them since, they but... T- I mean, the other name for those are banana hammock, right? Mm-hmm. And if you got something to show off, that's the thing that you're going to sh- use or wear to show off. So if but you could just say hammock again. Banana <laughs> yeah. hammock. <laughs> hammock. Hammock. Is it not hammock? Is it hammock? Yeah. Hammock. It's very. But I'm glad you raised the subject of underwear because I do have a bit of a predicament I got into last weekend. Um, so last weekend I did a 60 mile walk for breast cancer. La di da. And I am of the persuasion I wear thongs 80 percent of the time, and I usually only treat myself to anything other than a thong on like the weekends because I can kind of only go with jeans or sweatpants okay so first of all I want to just get a quick pulse check of what do people wear when they're working out thong or full full underwear working out full underwear there's a lot of movement you can't have a missituated thong that can create so many issues and the worst part about it is that if you are wearing a thong and there's misguided underwear happening you're in public. You can't just adjust it. Right. Now, nope. when you talk Full about undies, such funny. an issue, go ahead. Uh, it's funny that you say that because actually uh, in my mind, 
the more material I have down there, the more chance of a problem. Right, of bunching or yeah. uncomfortable. So I have more adjusting to do if I have to wear, if I'm wearing like say um, boxer briefs and, my, and I'm going running, that's not a fun time. I'd much rather be wearing, I don't wear thongs, but you know, tidy whities or something a little bit more higher cut. Yeah, I'll wear those <laughs> for, uh, for my jog. Now, for someone, a bigger girl like myself, we have issues of chafing, so I need a boxer brief or a spandex to like, That's actually stop precisely where I'm going with this conversation. Right. So, so your thighs touch? So, not my <gasps> thighs. It was not a thigh issue. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, I walked three days in a row, 20 miles a day, okay? And because I was in tighter spandex leggings, I wore a thong every day because I'm more of a VPL, visible panty line girl, more than I'm worried about my comfort, I guess. Wore a thong. By Saturday midday, my ass was <laughs> chafing. So awful. Just something awful. Like, I couldn't. There was no going to the restroom. There was no. Oh and what kind of wear underwear did you wear? Thong with a spandex legging. Was and it what was it? Was it the... the the floss? Not a G-string. No, it was what, not a G-string. What was oh. causing the problem? Yeah, guess, the piece. Can we clarify the what piece. a thong is? Because I always think a thong is a, a, thong is a G-string. No. Well, no, a G-string is just really thin, like floss. Mm-hmm. And a, a thong is generally a little bit thicker. Just, yep. But anyhow, it caused a huge problem. I didn't know that. I didn't mm-hmm. either. And I would now like to advise all of you listeners to avoid the thong with any sort of aggressive movement between your legs or butt cheeks. How about I don't, you get I don't, some Vaseline to shove back there or something? I use some. I have this body glide stuff that I had for the walk, so I had used it. Um, <laughs> there are. It's, well, glide. I, it's not ID glide. <laughs> oh, huh. it's not lube. It's no. Special. It you Astro use it on glide. your feet to avoid, like, it's blister prevention, kind of. Oh, yeah. I rubbed that up and down my crack. So if we have any triathletes in the listening audience, they probably know exactly what you're talking oh, about. Oh, body glide. Sure. For runners or walkers. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. This is all foreign to me, like taping your nipples or wearing okay. certain, or like jello packets that you suck down on <gasps> mile 30, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, I never would have known that the full butt was the way to go. So can you go with no underwear? Is that an option? I don't. No. Never. It's, no. I feel way too vulnerable. I can't. What's well, not about... Well, I, I'm not talking mm. psychologically about the underwear. I'm oh. talking physically about the underwear. Well, yeah, no. I feel, I feel uncovered. Okay. Well, don't you so get a camel I. toe that way too? No, you can get camel well, toe really with anything. Oh. With jeans. Mm. <laughs> but as That's a woman, a there's always the potential for business in my yep. experience. Business. And so I just rather to be safe than sorry. Well, I feel like we've definitely experienced like explored this issue dean uh, what what are we at as far as time we're at 10 minutes and 24 seconds well this feels like a really great time to take a quick break and uh we're gonna come back and talk a little bit more about underwear not a lot just a little bit more and get into a few more things all right hello and welcome back if you made it through the first part here's the second part <laughs> um and if you didn't make it back goodbye um so then uh you know we were talking about underwear and i'm going to use this as a transition because um you said that i have a lot of white underwear which actually sometimes is a could be a problem uh is always a problem well well well, not always i would say eight eight out of ten times it may be a problem but what about so where i'm going to go with this is cleanliness issues okay so I, I'm not going to ask or, or pull anybody if there's a, a danger of, say, staining the white underwear. Mm. <laughs> Why would you stain your white underwear? Well, I thought this would... Well, I remember when I was a child, there would be little... St- Anyways, so I'm thinking more like wow. about... Uh, 
the importance of using wet wipes. <laughs> valid, wet valid wipe. concern. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think there's a human being, or at least a man out there, who isn't familiar with bacon strips. <laughs> well, from when I was a child, I guess that there's yes, but I have never. I get what we're talking about. I have never heard them called that, and I will <laughs> never look at a strip of bacon the same. Well, I love bacon. <laughs> I love bacon too, and I love your mom's Shoot. turkey bacon. Mm. Mm. Love turkey you, Patty. Bacon. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that, that's it's wow. delightful. We are derailing. Sorry. All right. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to gross everyone out, but the only reason why I feel like that's not entirely like a foreign concept is because I know there was a whole episode on Sex in the City about that once, so that was somehow validating. Dean is shooting daggers at you with his eyes right now because he was like, "Don't no, ever I... reference Sex in the City." Well, anyways. So wet wipes. Wet wipes. Yeah. Use to them. To use or not them. to use. Yeah, for sure. And I, I thought, I assumed lots of people use them since they're right in the toilet paper aisle, right next to the toilet paper in the adult section. I would say a vast majority of people I know use them. It kind of floors me that you don't. Okay. Well, I I think the, the issue is, is that when you're, when you see a wet wipe, you are telling the world at that point that you poop. And it's messy. Okay, that's what I think you're telling the world, and I don't want to tell the world that. Do you right? not? Do you not tell the world the same thing with a roll of toilet paper? You don't. Do people? I don't tell the world that with so a you, roll of toilet paper. You assume that that's just where you keep the toilet paper before you go out at night and like toilet paper your friends' homes. Now I will say, my sister's fiance made a good point because I am averse to um, wet wipes. Something about it bothers me. We'll get more into it later if we want to, but. I was running it past with him, and he made a he made a comparison. So if I spilled something, say pizza sauce, on my arm, would I wipe it up with a dry paper towel or a wet paper towel? Well, the answer is wet. You wouldn't wipe up pizza sauce with a dry paper towel. That's You'd, brilliant. Well, I actually think I would. No, on your arm, <laughs> if you no. if, if your if your skin is covered in something semi-disgusting you would use running water or a washcloth or something wet yeah now if the most grotesque substance known to humanity <laughs> passes over your skin on your backside oh we just use dry paper yeah no it is interesting when it's when it's portrayed that way but um mm. i've never had an issue with dry toilet paper i never run it under a little water before using i have no interest in using a moist wet wipe so why was this so strange? There was something, some story here, Dean, that I'm not familiar with. Well, Sarah, for some reason, knew of wet wipes and assumed odd things about them, like they were only used pre and post gay sex. <laughs> well, okay, because I've we were only... at we were at work once, and I was going to the restroom and grabbed a little travel packet of wipes, and threw they them in my back crinkle, pocket, crinkle. and they crinkle. So Sarah said, "What is that? What are you doing?" And I said, so "I was like, oh, I'm going to the bathroom, Sarah." She's like, "Oh." Why are you bringing those with you? I was like, well, I used them, Sarah. And She's I like, asked if he had been sexually active recently. Like at work? <laughs> well, no, but I the night prior. I think she was referring to like lube ass or something. So. I was. Mm, okay. But I don't think, I think I would take care of that before I left for it's work. It's funny to me that you think that something that would be used for such a specific purpose is displayed up and down the toilet paper aisle at Target. <laughs> well, but, well, but. Condoms and lube and everything else is too. Right next to the pharmacy, and that's the only place you see them. Which, incidentally, I think is a funny place to have family planning. Is like right where you wait for your drugs. Well, (laughs) 
I we won't get off topic, but I do later <laughs> want to talk about condoms and buying them. But I want to get back to the whole um, wet wipe thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Dean came over to my house to go to the Pride Fest, Pride Parade, whatever, Pride Maydom 2009. Megan was gracious enough to lend us her condo while she was out of town, so we gated up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was super gay when I got back, but couldn't have been happier to oblige them. So... I get back from my vacation and I see two travel packets of wet wipes. And instantaneously, I'm like, what, who, how, why are these here? Someone consummated in your bathroom. Right. Right. And I'm like. What an assumption. Well, and I just felt instantly uncomfortable. And I instantaneously gathered them up and put them in my drawer in my bathroom to hide them. Oh, that's so funny. But before that, my boyfriend was over, and something about having them out made me so uncomfortable. Like, I know he gets that I poop. But, like, I get that. But it just, I don't know. Yeah. I can't so get strange. on board. It's like, I'm, before you came over, I hid the bounty. Like, I was so afraid you might think I spill. So I have any sort of, like, Not house cleaning <laughs> evidence. The Windex is locked another away. Good, another good just everyday comparison. See, it helps to make an everyday comparison because that, that now it sounds silly. But Did Alex use any of them? Oh, I'm sure if he knew that I had them, he'd be using them all the time. Apparently, they're what dreams are made of. So are they you, flushable? Have either of you two yeah. used them? Okay. Are they flushable? No, okay. that you put them in the sink. <laughs> Yuck. Okay, I have used them, and I will tell you it was not entirely pleasant for me. First of all, they're cold, and there's nothing that's pleasant about that. <laughs> all right. Well, and have you used them, Sarah? No, although I did get a sample pack, like, attached to one of my, like, 18-pack Charmin. So uh-huh. I do have a sample pack Which, again, under my sink in my personal bathroom. Assuming they're for it. gay sex only. Right. And you got a sample pack on a toilet paper roll. Um, but I have not yet experimented with them. Maybe tonight. All right. Maybe that's something you can do over the next week or two and then bring back and report. Sure. Sure thing. Mm-hmm. For those who are interested. Oh, good. So we've touched on Sarah's chafing ads. So then next week, we'll talk about oh. Sarah's wet wipes. Okay. So we'll do our very best to stop talking about... Sarah's ads? Well, just ask in general. How does that sound? This has right. been kind of a hot topic today. Yeah. So we'll... we'll Try not to hit that first podcast. It's <laughs> all about ass. We're warmed right up. Mm-hmm. So speaking, uh, this is a little rough transition, but mm-hmm. kind of on the same topic of ass. Mm-hmm. Dating. <laughs> I like it. Getting That's some true. ass. I could see that. Getting ass. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So yep. I have a quick question. How long is long enough to be out of a relationship uh, before getting into a new one? So where this I'm going with this is that... Um, I want to date this guy who's fresh out of a relationship of six years. Okay. And, and how long? How long what? Oh, how long has he been out of it? Uh, like six weeks. And how old is he? 40. Oh, wow. We have not. You've not shared that wow. bit of data. Right. It's hot off the presses. I see you run screaming. Oh. <laughs> like, it's what? a little soon. Oh, I say no rules. Especially if he's 40, so he was 34 when he got into it. He's had relationships prior to that. We mm-hmm. can assume. We can safely assume. No rules. Tap okay. it. Okay. Wait, but do you want to, like, date him, love him, oh. be with him forever? That's um, probably what he's looking for. Good point. Yeah. yeah. 
That's what the 40 the man, year old yeah, the forty year old. I don't oh. think so. I, I think see, he's fresh out of a long relationship and wants to sow his wild oats before he gets into another long relationship. Yeah, but that's that's the thing too. Like I don't feel like I have to jump in there right away to be the next one up because I know that there's going to be a few, uh, you know, miss hits before there comes another one. Okay. But isn't there something to be said that he's forty? And, you know, I mean, you're kind of getting up in age, you oh, know, thanks. when you get right around there. Isn't anyone, the bush, isn't anyone worried about dying when they get to 40? <gasps> Maybe they're just looking for, you know, someone. I mean, I don't want you to fall into that. So in other words, you you're know? saying that he's just looking for a caregiver. <laughs> he's thinking about the future. Then and he's I a poor, a... pathetic, desperate four-year-old. <laughs> God forsake his soul. He's on his deathbed. Well, I mean, well, not way, in so many words, but yes. Either way, I'm a little nervous to get into it because I haven't dated in a while and I'm a little nervous about uh, just in general dating. Don't hold back. No. Don't hold back. So here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to either give him a call or text him or email him something and then come back and give you an update. Work it out. Sound good. What are you planning to say in this call, text, email? I haven't really thought about that yet, but I, you know, I'll take the week or two to think about it and get back to you. But I'll tell you why um, I'm nervous to date when we come right back. And we're back yet again for a third and final installment this evening of Deep Thoughts by Shallow People. So when we left, I was saying that I'm going to try to go out on a date with a guy who I haven't even talked to yet. And um, the reason why I'm nervous to date uh, is because I'm just exhausted by people's rules or fetishes that they have. And maybe maybe fetishes is the wrong word, but like I know people who... Once they see your feet, they think they're ugly and they just can't date you. Or um, I know somebody who says, oh, you have dry elbows. Well, I can't, I can't date him. He clearly can't keep himself up. Or, you know, his hair is just a little too off. No, nope, I can't date him. And when those types of trivial factors become the reason to dismiss the relationship, I start to get nervous. Like, I now lotion my elbows and get my pedicures and wax my hoo-ha okay but because i you know if you have too much hair then people are disgusted but if you have too little hair then you're a child and now are you thinking of physical characteristics only you know i've only talked about them just now but i guess it goes for anything okay i'm a strong you and i talked about this this weekend but i'm if someone has a fetish about that or if that really turns them off do you who cares do you want to date them anyway i mean if you're the third true love of your life, but they look at you and say, you're perfect on your way except you have dry elbows, I can't ever look at you again. <laughs> Seriously? Do you want to waste your time with that? Like, I think it's a whole deeper issue, especially at our age. I think we've all kind of been there, done that, though. Like, quick to judge. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've... But I we, think are the sh- we are shallow people. Right. I mean, I we think, know. Hello. Yeah. I think the quick to judge is just... We're quick to judge because there's something about them that we really don't, aren't interested in. Or we don't feel a connection. So you're using that as a scapegoat to be like, oh, no, that bothers me. But in reality, it's like we just don't mesh as, as a couple, and I'm not interested in you or you're not interested in me, so I'm going to get out easy. No, oh. but I don't, I don't think that that's necessarily true. Like, I'm super cautious, and I find every reason in, in the beginning to not like someone. Oh, this isn't going to work. Oh, this isn't going to work. And then sometimes it ends up working. I think it's a way of kind of protecting yourself and, like, forcing yourself to yeah. figure it out. It's kind of like a mind game you play with yourself a little mm-hmm. bit. So I am not going at this thinking, like, oh, there's going to be a bunch of reasons I'm not going to like him. I'm going at it thinking, what are all of his hoops that I'm going to mm-hmm. have to jump through? And I don't know what they all are. I don't know if they're the elbows or the knees or the or if it's that I eat peanut butter. 
it's like what what are all his hoops and i start to get anxious and nervous yeah, and that's why i'm yeah. nervous to even start anything so i again I think why do you care a good a good topic for your for your life coach like you have anxiety around new relationships Oh, interesting. Okay, so well, now everyone knows that I'm seeing a life coach, not dating a life coach, <laughs> just seeing one, you know, professionally. Maybe you should and date one. <laughs> that, that probably would be helpful. Then you yeah. could set goals. Um, so the thing that I love about the life coach is that uh, every week I have a set of things that I say I'm going to do, and then the following week she holds me accountable, which brings me to a different topic. Why is it that we need another person to hold us accountable? Like once I say out loud on Monday – I'm going to do these three things. I know that if I don't do those three things by next Monday, ooh, that's going to be an awkward conversation. So I am sure <laughs> to get them done. If I didn't have that life coach, I'm sure I wouldn't do them at all. Ever. Right, right. It's a weird guilt thing, I think. At least for me it is. If I, if I commit to something to somebody else, even if it's for me, but I verbalized it to somebody else, then there's a, there's a sense of guilt associated with it if you don't follow through. Hmm. And when you, sh I suppose, and if you're okay, if you just feel guilty to yourself. Yeah. But when's the point that you hold yourself accountable? I mean, if that was a situation for everything, none of us would ever do anything. We would just sit around and be like, oh, I'll get to that eventually. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I'm living in a box in an alleyway. Gosh. Then, I should get around getting a job someday. Like, but how do you and then they burn down your garbage house when you die. Right, right. But as long as you don't tell anyone about your garbage house, I guess it doesn't right. matter. So, so in other words, the, the, the true key here is to not share your goals with anyone so that, you don't, <laughs> so that you don't feel guilty if you don't ever achieve them. Right. I've always said also, too, you know, the key to happiness is lowering your expectations. Well, I guess would be easy easier to achieve well and things. i don't think it's it's lowering your expectations but i think it's about finding what's really important mm -hmm. is perfect styled hair and impeccable eyebrows the key to happiness mm. for yes. some people <laughs> well, i suppose well, God, good sex I hope not. is that the key to happiness mm, good sex comes with time okay i think well mm. and i can't imagine having a lifetime of I mean, a man could look like an eight, but if he was fantastic in a sack, we can wax that off. Oh, okay. So I mean, you could work with things. Right. Wait, when you said looks like an ape, I, I imagine mm. like a primate walking around my apartment. Speaking of, speaking no, of but primate. he's really cute and he rides on my shoulder. Right. I have to keep him. Right, and have sex with him. <laughs> he's apparently. so good in bed. Right. That's no. nice. Uh, so speaking of sex. Yes. Um. I'm assuming we all practice safe sex. Oh, well, yes. well, yeah. well, maybe not <laughs> on occasion <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> when we feel like using rubber and doing something kinky. Yeah. No, but okay. So we all use them. We've been using them. Some of us for a handful of years, but <clears throat> every time I find myself down that aisle, I have I prepare myself pre-aisle. Okay, what am I going to get? How am I going to get it? What if that one isn't there? What's my next go-to? Because on some level, I have this feeling that someone's watching and judging me every second that I'm in that aisle. And if someone comes down the aisle, I generally turn around and look around like, Oh, yes. you know what? Oh, I needed that on the other side of the condom aisle. I don't even 
I am, where am I? How did I find myself who, in the incontinence? Who I am I? <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to this store before. Anyways, moving along, and I've literally left the aisle because there have been people in it, so and they're judging, but it's, I don't, I don't understand why. But now, you buy them, right? Yes, yes, yes. So the cashier has to ring them up. Do you I have know. a problem there or not? That's well, awful, okay. too. I do this with tampons. Okay. I'll tell you my, my secret, secret story to all of this. Sex stores. Mm. I, I actually I totally agree. Go to that. Rainbow Road. Okay. It's a gay sex shop. You can buy lube and condoms, all yeah. that stuff there. Or I, I won't go to Target and buy lube and condoms. Plus right. they have crappy lube and condoms. Yeah. So if you go to like why just because there's no the judgment s- at a sex shop? Well, the well, judgment that, is when and you, it's just better lube. The judgment happens oh. when you walk in the door, so it's too late. So you're free right. to shop and do whatever you want. Yeah. And if you stop, if you see someone you know. It's like you're both busted. Like, yep. hey, well, we're here mm. for one thing and one thing yeah, only. That's true. Well, it was funny because last time I was at Target, I was picking up my prescription for birth control mm. and not really thinking about it, just thinking about things I needed. I went down the condom aisle, got the condoms, got some KY, headed over to the pharmacy to pick up my birth control. <laughs> and I and and as I'm there, I'm like in line and the cashier's like, oh, well, I can ring up everything for you. And I was like, oh, well, okay. Okay, so there I am buying three months worth of birth control, lube, and condoms. (laughs) Just your local neighborhood whore here picking up my supplies. Well, (laughs) I think that that's a lot better. I mean, all that says is that you really don't want children right now. (laughs) I think that's all that's saying. They don't know if you're using all that stuff at the same time (laughs) or whatever. I mean, if you had picked up a, uh, you know, like... A prescription for Plan B addition. <laughs> I mean, See, now because because the birth control is kind of on the women in my house, the condoms are on the man. Yeah, and that's not my responsibility. That is his, and which is sometimes why we go without. But that is not my responsibility. I think as a any woman, and granted, you're in a relationship, but I think any woman has a responsibility to have it on hand. Yeah, just in case she's about to I have, have sex. I have my form on hand at all times. Well, but yeah. your form protects you against children. My form protects me against everything. Crabs. Oh, well, right. maybe not even crabs, as it turns out. Okay. I mean, not as it turns out. But no, more things. No than personal <laughs> knowledge there. I right. Because if the only misspoke. thing was, uh, you know, children, then well, Dean yeah. and I wouldn't use condoms ever. Right. <laughs> right. Those right. are the only problems. But Anne, sir, okay. you live in the same house. So when he's at my place, we're there. Okay. And I don't want him toting those things around in a wallet and something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, tear yeah. You need kind of a dual stock. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. what did we learn from this? That we buy condoms at sex stores. Yes. Thank goodness. I'm going to do that. No, that's mm-hmm. a good I mean, tip. go to that. There's that cute little lesbian sex shop down the street for me. But where do you park? Lesbian. The yeah. um, kitty cat or smitten mm. kitten. Yeah. Speaking of um, sex, sex. Toy shop. Sex? What am I trying to yeah. say? Sex? Sex shop. Let's, can we come back to that segment? I, I really want to venture back to that someday. Yeah. Oh, sex it's, toys? it's I something. I feel like I have something to learn from my gay counterparts. Yeah, we can certainly talk yep. about that. Um, sure. To clarify, Sarah, we've tried to educate you about sex toys for the last three years, and you. But Try I think she's open now us. because she has a committed relationship. It's, she's one of those people where, like, she's going to do all these crazy things now that she's found the dude that she wants to be with. You and I, on the other hand, like to do it with complete strangers. See, and now yep. that's so funny because, ooh, I'm not sure I can out myself quite yet. Oh, no. Oh, I can't. Can no. we do it next time? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Okay. Everyone will know me by then. It'll that's be, true. like, we're old friends next time. Okay, so next time we have a couple things going on. I am going to call the guy that I was talking about 
that doesn't even know that I exist right now. <laughs> uh, and then I'll give you an update on how that goes. Dean, you're doing something. Um, I am having a huge graduation party this weekend because I finally graduated from college. Woo-hoo! Oh, how so old are you? I'm super, you're a bitch. <laughs> I'm super excited <laughs> to have, this is the first time I've had a big, huge party with all of my groups of peeps in one area again. So I'm super excited to just have everyone together and... I'm excited because it will be the first time I've had 80 plus people at my house. Correct. Host host Skip is Skip is hosting. But can we talk about what a magnificent condo this is? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I feel bad for the person that let it go into foreclosure before me, but ha ha ha. Oh my gosh. They're <laughs> well, bad their last year gain. All right. going to hell. Sarah, Sarah, what are you talking about? Oh, well, between um, now and then, I'm going to be going to the Minnesota State Fair, mm. the old great Minnesota get together. Um, I look forward to this this event every year. So ten days of food on a stick, cheese curds, fried goods, mm-hmm. carnival games, stuffed animals, beer tents, you name it. So I will be heading there once, if not four times, between now and our next cast. Four times. Absolutely. Ooh. All right. You're just gonna get to that milk tent, <laughs> just drink all you can. I don't do the milk, and I don't do the Miracle of Life Center. That's frightening. <laughs> That life, <laughs> life, the creation of life, like afterbirths. I don't know. No, no. There's no yep. creation of life. Yep. Right. No, no. Um, well, really just can't wait to talk about that. I've been to the Minnesota State Fair once. It was it was a once in a lifetime why for me. I, why of. don't I bring a bucket of sweet Martha's for mm. our next podcast? OK, okay. Mm, sweet Martha's, by the way, are cookies. Right. Chocolate chip cookies. Right. Delish. So this week coming up, I will be venturing to Northeast for a little neighborhood party. My boyfriend's playing a show for the community. <laughs> Don't quite know what that's going to be about, but his neighbors are quite colorful. All of them. Very, very different, um, <laughs> but colorful all the same. And I can't wait to see what a whole community of them in one place is going to be about. So. And what um, what does Alex do in a band? He plays the bass and he sings. And he looks cute. Oh, so that's so speaking of singing and <laughs> songs, I think that that is our exit tune. And we are about ready to uh, call it a night here. And we'll look for updates on all those things um, next time we get together and chat. So thanks for everyone who decided to sit and listen to all that. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.